gives you a nightmare a horrible disease these are just a few of the ways people have described mental illness in their lives whether it's you your child or a friend mental illness impacts all of us in the same ways and that's why the mind space podcast is committed to uncovering mental illness and the impact it has Welcome to another session of the Mindspace podcast uh, hosted by me, Martin, Mark and Debbie. The two other hosts are not going to be with us today. So uh, the aim of this podcast is to increase awareness of um, mental health across the board. This is to, if you're not feeling the way you should or probably, uh, you know, you're out of mood more than you should have been, you've been a happy guy or someone who has a person who's probably out of character. So we just try to give you so much information from so many of the sessions that we have been doing and we shall be doing more. And today we are here to discuss uh, PTSD. Uh, I'm here today, I'm honored to be with uh, uh, Dr. Hazel. Uh, She comes in here as a specialist on uh, PTSD. And uh, I would like to just throw it to you now. What is this abbreviation and what does it mean? Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, if you'll allow me, I'll take my mask off. I'm sure they will understand. Yeah. yeah. I left, I was also wearing mine, but I had to remove it yeah. before I asked. So. Yeah, so um, like uh, Martin said, uh, my name is Hazel Murrokov Sinje. I am a community psychologist. And like he said, our topic for today is PTSD, which stands for Post Traumatic Stress Disorder. Uh, we are in the month of June, and June is uh, Men's Mental Health Awareness Month, and it is also PTSD Awareness Month. So just just before you go on there, what do you mean Men's Mental Health Month? You mean the other months are for women? No. (laughs) So we only get one month where our minds are taken care of? No. Yeah. So um, May is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month worldwide. Okay. Uh, uh, The month of June... Uh, is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month because, uh, as you may know, we live in a patriarchal society and uh, men's needs, especially in terms of their mental health, are not looked after as well. So Uh, we always left out? uh, Yes, by the society that you created, yes. That week? Okay. Yeah, the patriarchal society. (laughs) It it, it puts you on a pedestal, it expects so much of you. You don't cry, you're a man, you know, you don't do this, you're not supposed to do this. So uh, this month is there to create special awareness on issues that affect you. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I think on behalf of the men, we, I, I want to say we are honored to get that one month to take yeah. care of us. So you, you mentioned uh, PTSD. You already uh, given it in full, which is a post-traumatic stress disorder. So in, in a very simple layman's language, what is this? So post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, as we will call it, Mm. um, is simply a mental illness or disorder which is characterized by the failure for you to recover from uh, a traumatic experience or failure to recover from something that is... I'm so sorry. Uh, Post-traumatic disorder is simply a mental disorder or illness uh, which is characterized by your failure to recover from a traumatic experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. So traumatic experience meaning what? So if, um, if for example, I, I poured a glass of wine on my trouser, yeah. can that be traumatic to me? Or is there, a, is there specific actions that need to happen? Is, or it's variant from person to person? I mean, I don't understand what... I want you to go into the depths of that. Like... Is there specific uh, amounts of actions that, like in terms of effect, if say someone slapped me, if, um, if I forgot my, uh, my, my stockings at home and then I have to wear them, can that cause trauma to me? And I think maybe before you go, I always hear people say I'm traumatic. I mean, offline we've been discussing. Many of us have been uh, on uh, board accidents. So it doesn't, is that trauma? Is that also going to turn into uh, PTSD? Is that what you say? Because you said, if you can't recover. Yes. So how does that relate to some of these things that I just mentioned? Because okay. they, 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 in a way, you can still call them traumatic. Okay. Yeah. So I'm very glad that you asked this question the way that you did. Mm. So we do experience many traumatic things over a period of our life. 
everyone has at least experienced one traumatic experience. Um, so, but PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, means that this person has suffered this ordeal or experienced this trauma and they have failed to quote unquote get over it, like how people like to say, oh, you'll get over it, or uh, le let's go here, or let's do this, you'll get over it. So um, traumatic experiences vary, and there are many. You gave an example of spilling something on yourself. Uh, so we wouldn't classify that as traumatic, you know? But again, I think one thing I should say before we go far is I always encourage someone to see a mental health professional. It's very important not to self-diagnose as is the case of physical illness. Also, I can just throw around trauma. Yes, you can, you can, you can maybe perhaps uh, suspect that that's what you may be going through. It could be a shaming, because shame can cause so many things to your body. Yeah. Because it, 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 you could see an event as simple as a wine bottle pouring on my trouser, but maybe I'm one of those people that needs to be perfect in everything I do. And now, I mean, a couple of friends of mine probably party you or an interview, and then I hit things, and in itself, in as simple as it looks, but the effect on me. So for this specific scenario you're giving, wouldn't, for me, I wouldn't necessarily assume you have PTSD. I would assume it is either a trigger, perhaps the way the bottle spilled has triggered you and uh, made you remember something traumatic, or that would most likely, I would assume, if the or stain is related, disturbing you, it's a, it would be most likely an anxiety disorder, perhaps. Okay. You know, you, are, you have topic. OCD, that's a yeah. different topic. Okay. So as I was saying, yeah. uh, there are many traumatic events that we go through. Mm -hmm. And again, I would like to say individuals vary. And indi individuals, people are not a monolith. We are different, we're diverse, we have different things that are... Each one of us is a variant. Yes, a we're variant. not one way. No... Yeah. So, and traumatic experiences can vary, like we said, from an accident. Mm. Like a border, a border, yes, a border accident could uh, traumatize someone. And uh, like we were saying before we were on the air, yeah. uh, it's very important, I believe so much in preventative medicine. If someone perhaps goes through an accident or they witness combat, like, like war. Like war. Yeah, or for instance, um, as we may know the health state of our country, uh, with what happened towards the election and the shooting. Oh, yeah, the guys that were running around. In yes. Town um, they, some them. of them may manifest symptoms of PTSD over time because they perhaps have not um, sought help for the trauma, what they witnessed. They saw mm. people getting shot. Uh, nowadays, if even a tire bursts, people are alert. They're like, oh, my God, don't tell me it has started again. I was downtown last time and uh, someone's tire burst, and people were... People were almost running away because they yes. thought maybe... So right now, there. that is a symptom that they went through something traumatic, and if they don't seek help, or if it's, they don't do anything to... So, so I'm not allowed to be scared? You are allowed to be scared. That is a normal response. If it, if close to me, I mean, that is a, a, a normal response to what happened downtown. Yeah. But like I said, if we don't receive help, then it will prolong and eventually manifest itself as post-traumatic stress disorder. And this disorder affects people's everyday living. Okay, so now that you mentioned that, I'd like us to go into the indicators now. Yeah. Now, like you said, it could be my first time, the, the tires busted, uh, I mean, I guess, it's a, just a jack, right? A loud yeah. sound. And I probably just want to turn around and see if it's coming my way, so it looks like I'm running away. But then there's another one, yeah. which probably, as you said, is relating this incident to something that happened to them. Yeah. So what are some of the indicators that people should really look out for? Say, uh, because it's one thing to jack for after a car tire, and then every other thing that falls in the house, I have a person who keeps yeah. on, you know? Yeah. It's like they overreact almost to every Everything. other every other thing. Yeah. So, what are some of the indicators that we need to look out for and probably start to think in a certain direction going into the uh, PTSD? Okay, so some of the indicators, uh, like we've put it, or the causes or signs and symptoms signs, yeah. that will let us know someone may or may not have PTSD. Mm. Again, stressing that you have to see a mental health professional to diagnose you. Mm. Uh, they can manifest themselves in behavior, like you said. Yes. They are unsettled, they're, restri they're restless, they're hypersensitive, they're irritable. Yeah. Um, and then they can also mis uh, manifest themselves psychologically. So they have fear, they're constantly afraid, um, they have severe anxiety, they're very mistrustful, you know. 
uh, the other way it can manifest us itself is in our moods and also in our sleep patterns. So if someone can't sleep and then they're having nightmares or they are... Um, they have a disturbed sleep pattern. So they sleep for two hours, then they get up. So you mean before they were sleeping just fine? Yes. And now all of a sudden, they can't, they can't sleep. sleep at all, or they can't sleep well, or they're having uh, nightmares and terrible flashbacks okay. yeah, so about the chance, event. Can these same reactions be for just... You know what I mean? Like, there's people who do sleep, just the body reaction. Okay. There is no traumatizing event that happened to them. Yeah. It's just simple body, probably the body is wearing out of something or they've been thinking too much or they've been pushing themselves too much and now the body is used to staying awake. And, uh, you know, like, how do you relate okay. this to? And then, so I you think, can easily misdiagnose someone who's just a natural yeah. reactor. So I think one thing that I should point out is um, mental health professionals are better equipped than the everyday person to identify what is a normal response, what is a prolonged response, what what is most likely to be sickness and what is so not most to likely to be sickness. Yes. And also, uh, usually any change in behavior or change in the norm are always indicators that something is wrong. It doesn't have to be a mental disorder like PTSD. It could even just be that your mental health is suffering. Yeah. Uh, again, I would love to put it in terms of physical illness. It's not all the time that we have fever, malaria, but then usually it's just flu or fatigue. Sometimes, yeah. It it's just fatigue, but it looks like malaria, it which means if you give yourself the weekend off, you don't go out, you sleep, you rest, you eat well, maybe at work you don't get access to good food. After the two days, you, you're back in good health. Yeah. So that's the same with mental illness or uh, when you feel mentally unwell. Uh, sometimes symptoms manifest themselves and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's something like PTSD. It may just be that you are unwell. Again, why I would advise someone to see a mental health professional and to talk to them because we have a criteria that we follow in order for us to come to the conclusion that, you know what, perhaps you have PTSD or it's actually an so anxiety disorder. So on how you adapt these patterns to come up to... Yes, it's never one thing. Okay. Yeah, usually we follow a manual, yeah. the uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> the it's DMS, okay. mm. uh, or we have a criteria that we follow because like I said, we're well-versed better than the average person to tell if someone is unwell. So, now that you mentioned that, brings me to another interesting question. So how do I know that I need to see a specialist? I'm, I'm a tough guy, you know. Yeah. I've had two. I'm so before. glad you said yeah. that. You're so a tough guy, which is why we have Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. Oh, this month is ours. Uh, yeah. Okay. You, the... We are grateful for one month. <laughs> so, so, how um, do I know? I mean, I've recovered from many accidents. Yeah. I mean, so, I one thing I'd love to, to encourage people is um, the same way, and Ugandans, we're so good about looking looking after our physical health. Yeah. Ugandans, we know how to look after our bodies. We can see malaria from a mile away. We can see flu from a mile away. It's coming. Uh, and then we've suffered it's with coming. pandemics such as Ebola. So we're so cautious, chorella, typhoid. These are things we have in our community. Because have been around. Yes. There's so we are so good at looking yeah. after our physical health. Mental health and physical health exist together. There is no physical health without mental health. So the moment you don't feel well, the moment you don't feel your best self. But by physical, you mean? Physical health in terms of diseases that manifest on our bodies, uh, oh, malaria, okay. you feel fine. Okay. So that is the same with your mental well-being. The moment you don't feel your best self, I would encourage someone to see a mental health professional. It doesn't always, um, I think the stigma around uh, therapy and counseling is that someone has to be the extreme version that we see a lot on the street. For instance. Yeah, because if you go early, you're probably softy. Yeah? No, you're not a softie, you're unwell. Do we not know people who go to the clinic for flu? And we know other people who will bear the brunt for a week. probably say, I did not feel so well. Because if you say you went to the clinic, of course, general society, as I mentioned, you're like, you guy, you know, what's up? There are people I know who go to the clinic because flu, like it's really tough on them and they don't want to go through gruesome three days. They'd rather go and take a shot, a flu shot. Okay, that, that, that's yes. news to So me. we need to adapt these things, not just in terms of our physical health, but our mental health, to identify that we're not well, 
and prevent it getting further than it should be. Yeah. Okay, but of course there are other factors that come into that. There's also the cost, the stigma you mentioned, yeah. and also maybe the awareness. Okay. So all that is, those three yeah. moving parts are very hard to equal. Yes. So I, I understand that, especially in terms of awareness. Mm. I'm very glad that now we're having the conversation more and more. Mm. That is going to change. There's so many resources out there. I mean, Mindful Conversations, which is something I started about mm. two years ago. We now have these podcasts and different platforms and resources creating awareness on mental health and mental health issues. Mm. We also, like you said, in terms of the stigma, as we create awareness, we are fighting the stigma. We are. And stigma is not something that will be just, you know, we'll snap our fingers and it ends. Because it comes over time. With, uh, it's almost, almost coming to 20, 25 years of us battling HIV and AIDS, but there's still a there's stigma still around it. But there's been yeah. progress as well. True. Yeah, then like we said, you said something about the cost. Yes, therapy is expensive. It's very expensive. And not to mention mental health professionals who are practicing are also not that many. Yeah. Why, uh, why, why is that so? Are you there maybe just before we go ahead? Well, why, why are they so busy? We don't have enough. Uh, we do have mental health professionals. Okay. We do have brilliant people. Have you met Ugandans? <laughs> well, I have, we but have, I'm wondering why we don't have yeah, so we many. We have them, but maybe some are not practicing for various reasons. We, we know that we're in a well, country they, with a very no high unemployment rate. Um, I personally practice, but I don't earn from this. I do the work for free because that's my calling. That's something I'm interested in and passionate about. And I have another source of income. But if unfortunately I was put in a corner where I had to stop practicing for a bit in order to survive, that's one less psychologist doing the work. You know, so we come from, we have a country with a high unemployment rate. We still have a lot of work to do with regards to awareness. So people are suffering at home. So, so they don't want to all seek those conditions help. Create some all those of... factors coming together is perhaps why we feel um, that there's no treatment. There are no psychologists because they're there. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Now, um, I would want us to go into the discussion of you say when you don't feel yourself, probably seek the help of a doctor. So. What happens, with, because this is the majority of the, of the population in Uganda, mm. what happens if I don't see a doctor? If, if I have PTSD, probably not yet diagnosed, I mean, like factually, mm. but I have it, yes. uh, I don't know. What, what, what will I suffer? Okay. What will the people around me go through? I mean, what happens if, if I don't come and see you, a okay. specialist? So, um... Again, like is in the case of physical illness, if we don't seek treatment, then our sickness just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Yes. So if a person does have PTSD and they've not been diagnosed, they will... They're just living with it. They're but just living with it. So yet. it will affect their life, their day-to-day -day life, all aspects of their life. It will affect their relationships, romantic, platonic. How exactly? Give me, give, me, give me two events. Okay. As we mentioned in some of the symptoms and signs, mm. uh, it, it manifests itself in a psychological way, mood, sleep patterns, a behavioral, mm. uh, a behavioral changes. Uh, can you imagine your partner, you don't sleep the whole night because she's having night terrors. She's just... Oh, that, you so know, she can't sleep, she's just screaming on top of her lungs, then you wake her up, you give her water, you go back to bed again, like, so it would affect the day-to-day -day life. And if she doesn't get enough sleep, she can't have a normal job, she's always tired at work, mm. she can't concentrate full-time. So I can imagine this not sleeping, exactly. it takes its toll on the body. It takes its toll on the mind, it takes its toll of everyone around you. Uh, then imagine how it will affect their co-workers because they're now irritable. Their mood is changing. You're probably shouting at everything. Yes. If they delay in responding to an email, their initial reaction is to, don't tell me. You think I don't know how to do my job. Are you the one who oh, hired me? Oh, don't tell me so it will something. manifest itself until help is provided. Yeah. Yes. So, so uh, in, in very simple terms, what you're saying is that if you don't see a specialist, it's going to lead you on a downhill road. Yeah. I think another thing and I should say is I would encourage you not to always see a specialist at the start because, like we said, you can't diagnose yourself. Is there a certain period of time through which I should wait from when I start getting this uh, mixed I would food? advise anyone who does not feel their best self to see a therapist or well, a mental health professional. I, I may feel yes, low for even an that hour. mood. For no, an for an hour, yeah. again, as is the case of uh, physical illness. If you get a cold because the road, the Kulambiro road, 
is dusty and you sneeze for two hours, that doesn't mean you have flu. It's just a reagic, yes. allergic reaction yes. to the fact that you're on a border on such a long period of so time in such a dusty road. So if you feel that kind of mood in an hour, that, that's sort of an indicator that maybe your mental health is suffering. If it happens for one hour, two hours, and it over a period of like two weeks a week, then there is an issue. Yes. And the long-term uh, long effects of this would be what? That children suffer the same... Yes, of course, people around you suffer. All people. aspects of your life suffer. Your career, your interactions with people, with your loved ones, your day-to-day -day life. You, you are not because operating no normally. No one can live. You are may there any also... anger issues in this that come up? I don't of know. course, um, like I said, one of the symptoms is irritability. Oh, so yes, if yes. you're irritable, you snap at people. There will be like uh, void rage sessions and... Yeah. You could just yeah, get angry and, people. yeah. Okay. Is there any, se any, any sense of uh, this developing into depression? Oh, yes. There is a link between depression and anxiety so this is with a PTSD. If you don't see not a Not a, a highway, yeah. but there is a, a connection with the sickness. So someone with depression could also potentially have PTSD, and that's why they've developed, say, clinical depression. Then someone who has PTSD could also suffer depression because perhaps now uh, they can't sleep during the night. Maybe they're, for example, whatever traumatic experience they suffered happened at night, they can't sleep at night and they're scared to sleep because they have night terrors and nightmares. Mm -hmm. So they try to sleep during the day. So they develop depression. They isolate themselves. They don't want to go to work. They don't want to leave the house. So there is a link because one could cause the other. Yeah. The same way we know if... I love to relate mental illness and mental disorders with physical illness because for that one, we are very familiar with it. Mm. So the way we know that if we don't... Uh, if you have a flu and you don't treat yourself and you just continue, yes, your immunity could help you this time and bounce back, but another time it could go to we be more than flu. Weak. Yes, yeah. we'll find you weak. You develop a fever. You get like a serious headache. So when you mention, uh, when, when you mention depression... I would like to go through the extreme. There will be suicidal thoughts. If, yes. If you don't get this. Uh, yes, because you. A specialist. Exactly. Again, as, as I was saying, in terms of a specialist, I would encourage people as much as possible, as we're still on this journey of self awareness, for people to not just see specialists, but to see even doctors. People in the medical field have a lot of resources and help they can offer us. They really can. But at a cost. Because. Yes, at a cost, but if you have a, a doctor friend or a doctor you usually go to who is cheaper and you talk to them because they are equipped with some skills to help you, they, they know a colleague who can help you. And if you're referred and let's say they say, you know, I know this patient of mine, they suffer a lot with, let's say, flu, but this time they came to me that their mental health is suffering. Yeah. Please, can you give them a, a little discount? Because I yes. know this person. So I would encourage people to... Be, see not just mental health professionals, but speak to your doctor, speak to your counselor, because some of them have these resources. Also, maybe before you go, we have this, a, a culture here mm. in, in, in UG in Africa, specifically, of course, uh, here where we are in UG. People don't have doctors. When I get sick is when I look for one. I probably go to the nearest. So mm. I don't know what you have to say about that. So again, um, things because like... when you say go see a doctor, I mean, there's a clinic, yes. right? Here. Yes, and I'm very glad that also I've noticed in clinics, at least in the big health centers, like the health center threes and bigger hospitals, mm. they've now adapted, uh, they now have uh, counseling services. Even if it's just for like two days in a week, I want you to pay attention. This if you're ever in a hospital, yes, there's that notice board, yeah. There's a chat. Uh -huh. So this they've identified the need because people went and talked to the doctor. They said, but doctor... Mm. I'm also struggling with this, yeah. doctor, Sulabubi. And then, because even when you come to me as a mental health professional and I suspect that you have PTSD, I may recommend that we see a physician to rule out any physical illness before I come to my final conclusion that, you know what, this person has PTSD before I diagnose you. Mm -hmm. So mental health and physical health are interlinked. Yeah, that's why me, I know like I could just, I encourage people to reach out to us at Mindful Conversations, Akonka Uganda, there is the Mind Lab, there is Strong Minds. So but you if mean someone, there NGOs that uh, Yes, there are organizations, there are people okay. here who are now doing the work, but if someone can't how, reach how out to us. someone reach out to them? You okay. say reach them, but it's not that simple. Okay, so how do we... for Mindful Conversations, we are mostly online based. You can reach us on our Twitter and our Instagram, which is at mentallyawareug. 
or you can reach out to me. Uh, I'm very active. I'm somewhat active on social media. Okay. My handle is Hazel underscore Murilo. Uh, I'm sure we shall have that displayed somewhere. Yes. Uh, yes. Producer will, will have As well, um, you can just Google mental health Uganda or counseling Uganda or therapy Uganda and you will see some resources pop up. But the reason why I encourage people to go to who they know is as much as someone could say, you know what, I've ever watched a podcast and there was this girl called Hazel. What yes. if I'm unavailable? Or what yeah. if perhaps I don't answer the phone so, when so you when need they the help? Google, they put Hazel, you, you no, they can put in mental health Uganda or therapist okay. Uganda or what do I do when I feel depressed. Okay. And there are resources that will pop up. We will pop up. Uh, there are very many lovely ladies mm -hmm. like Dr. Elizabeth Musoke. She will pop up probably among the top. Mm -hmm. One who's of this, who's this lady? Very lovely psychologists, clinical okay. psychologists. I want to be like her when I grow up. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so, well, and I know we, we already jumped to that before we would have. But then going back to uh, PTSD, mm -hmm. I, I wanted to ask you, how common is this condition in our society, in Uganda here? Okay. I mean, to me, it, I mean, PTSD. Mm -hmm. I've never had anyone, nor have I seen anything. Mm -hmm. I just read about it. I, I, I probably get traumatized too, and I want to use the, the abbreviation to sound fancy. Mm -hmm. So, but how common, and in that I, want to, I also want to take you back to how... Uh, to what what situations usually bring this trauma? In specific, is there like uh, like losing someone? Is there accident? You already mentioned war, but are there any other common? Uh, yeah. So how common is this condition here? And and what do people need to look out for in that? I, I want us to go in a little bit of depth in that. Also, so PTSD is actually more common than we think. And uh, like you said, um, if we identify some of the causes and the risk because factors... Like in Uganda, there's been no war. Okay, there's been okay. flashes, of, but no serious yes. war. Okay, so I think another thing I should kind of mention mm. is uh, trauma away from post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, mm. can be inherited. So many really? of us... Yes. Well, when you say that, how? Like, like interesting so, so DNA. Many, so many of... No, not DNA, <coughs> but so many of us are... Our parents saw another president, correct? Which means they saw me. If you know your history, you know what that means. So you, so mean you may understand why your parent votes the way that they vote. They don't want to experience what they saw. So if they raise you well, making you aware ah. of, ha, ah, before this person came into power, there was this, there was this. So, they so pass you. It on in that sense. Exactly. In of a sense of. We're scared like, of what yes. could happen again. In the upbringing, you pick up on those fears from the parents. Exactly. And in turn, you become the same product. Yes. So, and yes. So, aside from PTSD, there are so many other factors, uh, risk factors that could expose us to this. That's why I say PTSD is more common than we think. Uh, we know that our country has one of the highest rates of gender-based violence and sexual assault and rape, and we have one of the highest numbers of when rape and sexual assault is not... Interesting there, what, what, what you're talking about. So, you mean... There is also physical activities or damages that can, apart from the usual accidents and all, is there? Yes. These, when you say rape, when you like, when you say rape. Yes, PTSD can develop from rape. So another person can give you. No, I'm saying can lead you, someone who is a victim of rape or sexual assault could develop PTSD. And also domestic, in that domestic. Yes, uh, gender-based violence. If someone is abused, if again why I would love to stress the need for preventative medicine, it is important for us to help them there and then in order to avoid them from suffering from PTSD because wow. it manifests itself usually later on. Because for me, I would say they're just not happy. They're just not happy in your marriage. Or Gender-based violence is not unhappiness. Someone is being abused. Okay. Gender-based violence, violence, it's literally in the word. I know what you mean. Unhappiness. Yes, violence can cause unhappiness. Because people always mistreat each other. So, but what mistreatment... I mean, when you say abuse... Abuse is physical, emotional, and psychological. If your partner is constantly... Belittled, but that's not healthy for you. That's not good for you. You can choose to stay in that situation. You can choose to see it as a norm, but it's not good for you and it's affecting you, whether you like it or not. Okay, so if you say it like that then almost everyone is susceptible to this uh, PTSD. Yes, because that is why I would encourage someone who doesn't feel well or is in a vulnerable state to see a mental health professional. Because like you said, um, I think I have a problem with you saying 
that's how relationships are. Not all relationships no, are I mean, toxic I mean, I mean, or I mean, abusive. You are just not happy in your relationship. Being unhappy doesn't mean you were abused. But you said emotionally, physical. Yes, it can be emotional, it can be physical, it can be both. And all of this can lead to PTSD. Yes, if they are not untreated or not addressed. If someone is abused, let's say, over a period of five-year relationship, yeah. and then they finally exit the relationship and they think, oh, because I'm not there anymore, it's handled, it could manifest itself later on. In the next probably. Even when you're still single, you could fail to partner again because... You're too scared. So now it's affecting your, that aspect of your life, your romantic relationships. Exchange. You can't give anyone else a chance, so you may need help. Okay. Yeah. Understood. So um, I, I talked about grief. You talked about physical and emotional violence. Grief, can it? Uh, yes. So grief and loss yes. are another traumatic experience that can lead to PTSD. If we don't uh, resolve or process our feelings when it comes to loss and grief and losing something or someone, then over a period of time, it could come as post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. Yeah. Because everyone loses someone at some point. Yeah. So you try to say almost everyone needs to get help from this Post-traumatic stress disorder doesn't need, can happen to anyone, but it doesn't happen to everyone. For another so person, if they don't resolve or process their feelings of grief or loss or what happened to them, they could, uh, for instance, suffer clinical depression instead. Oh. Yeah. Again, which is why I encourage people, if you don't feel well, as is the case of physical illness, see someone. See a mental health professional, see a counselor, see a therapist. Because you can treat yourself. And that's another issue we have in our society, Ugandans. We think we can treat ourselves. The moment they have a sore throat, <coughs> and in a fever, ha, get off from us, this. You or know? even name my self-medicated on herbs. Exactly. Until it persists and you go to a doctor and perhaps the doctor says, what are you taking? You should have come last week. Because typhoid. So I would encourage people not to diagnose themselves, see someone. And I know it's very difficult in the society that we're in that yeah. it's not normalized. We see it like it's a waste of time. But if you... Waste of time, waste of resource. I but if you, and I still have the flu. And but if you know that you don't feel your best, it takes nothing from you. You're looking after yourself. We should adopt the culture of loving ourselves and having, self, and having a lot of self-awareness and self-care. Oh, yeah. Because uh, when we feel sad, especially in this drinking culture of Kampala, what's the next thing? You, you call the boys. Alcohol. They're going uh, to call the true? boys. Yes, they're going to say, ah, let's, let me go out. Man, I'm not feeling my best. Yeah. Our work is stressful. So let's go out. So if you can pop your Jameson bottle, you can invest in a therapy session. Just one. It, it can go a long way. Because I think it feels like speedy to many. And many, especially the men. Mm. Uh, and men, uh, in fact, all the gender, people don't like to talk about their problems. Yes. People choose, want to, to, they choose to conceal things within and probably wait to heal. Because probably they did before in a related kind of situation. But then we have to remember that um, if it worked one time, again, like the example I gave you of flu, you can get flu and then it, it gets better. But next time flu can put you down because your body, you've not been giving it a chance. So yes, you may go through something and you get over it, you know, because also, again, I think I want to point out when I say drinking alcohol is, I don't mean it in a bad way. Because when you drink, usually you drink to socialize. Yes. And having a sense of community and a support system is good for you. So the first thing you go through, you may say, you know what, let me go out with friends, hang out with friends, let's go for a trip. So you are from a trip, you rest, you socialize, you feel better. But how long will that last? Because next time something else will happen. The trip may not work. Hanging out with friends will not work. You need to see a mental health professional. And there is no shame in it. Is there no? There is no shame in wanting help. In discussing your problems. Because, yes, because this is even better. Because the shame people seek from asking for help is that how will their friends look at yeah, them. Well, but with a mental health professional, I don't know you. That's literally my job to come here and help you. Oh, yeah. So what's the shame in that? Thanks for that, Hazel. So let's now jump into the final uh, section of this conversation. Is How do we treat PTA? In what ways? Is it even possible? Yes, very possible. Oh, yeah. Mental illness is treatable, just like physical illness. Mm. 
Yeah. And uh, when you have, and when you have a mental, if you're diagnosed with a mental illness, say PTSD, mm. you can live well with it and it's curable. Again, that's why you need to see a mental health professional. Mm. So uh, for treatment, once you're diagnosed, um, your mental health professional, psychologist, therapist, psychiatrist will definitely come up with a treatment plan, which usually involves um, talk therapy mm. or and they, again, not to go too technical, yeah. whatever technique talk, of... Talk therapy meaning? Therapy where you sit down with your counselor, you with the therapist, and you talk. Okay. So the therapist will obviously will choose what, based off what they have assessed from, say, an initial session, what therapeutic technique to apply to help you feel better. Because they are different at this technique. conversation is different from any other you can have with your friend. Yes. Because then I would have asked you that... How different is this if I have my hazel or you're my friend? Yes, in, and you can I, come to me. Mental health it. professionals are equipped with different skills and experience and knowledge that helps us better approach. So we are not, we are talking, yes, but we're not really just talking for the purpose of you opening up and getting a listening ear. Mm. I'm going to apply certain skills, some techniques I've learned to help also equip you with the same skills to lead a good and happy life despite this illness. Yeah. So the other one was, uh, you say talk therapy. So talk therapy or therapy is the main treatment that will be offered to you. Maybe in some cases, based off what your therapist has seen, they may advise that, you know, let's probably bring in another diagnostician and give you some medicine, maybe. Ah, so it can get It's possible and for them. Is working hard. So I it depends. For instance, if we identify that you have PTSD mm. and then it has triggered uh, anxiety, like severe generalized anxiety, yeah. it's crippling, you can't even leave your house, or every time you hear a sound, you like you, you're in the house, it. it's affecting you. We may, I may, you know, uh, contact a colleague, a psychiatrist, and say, okay, I have this patient, this and this. I think they could benefit for maybe medicine and talk therapy for two months, then we see how that goes. Again, as is the case of physical illness, you sometimes go to the doctor and the first thing they prescribe, we feel better. We finish the dose and that's it. But sometimes you go and the first dose doesn't work. You go back, you say, eh, I felt better for two days, but now and I'm feeling I bad again. Back. So then they'll say, hmm, let's go to the lab. Then they'll say... So this say, blood checking is checking for what? Is there like... Uh... So for a doctor, um, no, I'm saying in terms of physical illness, okay, I'm giving yes, an example. Physical, yes, that yes, is usually the procedure. What, uh -huh, then they'll say, ah, oh, we've checked your blood again, this and this, we've upped your dosage or we've changed the medicine. Oh, yeah, so a mental health professional may, depending on what they have assessed and learned from the session, mm. decide that perhaps they should bring in someone. Because usually the medication is not lifelong or like a full-term like, oh, you're going to take the medicine forever. Mm. So they may say, you know what, maybe they'll benefit from two months of them being on this as well as this talk therapy. And then after that, we keep assessing, oh, how are you feeling? Is it getting better? Or maybe the medication is now bringing other symptoms that are undesirable. Mm. And maybe we reduce the dosage or increase the dosage or take it off completely. So um, mental health professionals, like I said, we are equipped with the skills to help treat you. You can't understand it in one session. The same way you don't know everything about malaria. Yeah. You know, I have had malaria all my you're life. Only good and at I what know. You've what you've interacted Exactly. With. You I know that if I have malaria, for me, my symptoms are like this usually. But another time it could manifest differently. Okay. Yeah. So then now, uh, another situation that causes stigma is this step to start taking medicine. You know, yes. there is always this talk around. No. So, you know, like you're, now you're going to be swallowing if you don't, problems. Okay, so I think I personally, uh, as Hazel and as a mental health professional, believe so much in preventative medicine. Mm. If people seek help early enough, or as soon as they feel unwell, then talk therapy can help them. Uh, now, in cases where someone may need medication, that doesn't mean that you are quote-unquote a gone case. It just means you need a little extra something. Because if we think about it, mental illness or your mental well-being not being fine is an indicator that the chemicals in your brain perhaps are not doing what they're supposed to do. Yes, it's not doing what it's supposed to do. So, so having medicine is just helping. 
you know? And there shouldn't be this negative connotation with swallowing medicine. How come you can swallow medicine for, you can swallow your vitamins or you can take your coatam in peace? Medicine isn't a bad thing. It doesn't mean that you're extreme or you are a gone case. It's just medicine to help you feel better. Because we get sick. Our bodies get sick and the brain is part of the body. So it's also going to get sick. It wears out as we leave day by day. Yeah, it's going to get sick because it's part of the body. That's that's a fact. Okay. Uh, so again, um, I know you had already talked about this. So you said uh, now that we have reached this point of how to treat it, we can again go again on how does someone reach out for help. Yeah. You had so we can give it to to the, to, to, to the listeners. What do they do? Okay. And then we can also give them the different NGOs that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. So I would advise anyone who is struggling with their mental health or in this case suspects that they have PTSD, I would advise them to reach out to someone who they consider a support system. It is very, very important. A support system? A support system or people in our love, lives. It could be a friend, a boyfriend, a sibling, a, 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 parent, a parent, a guardian, an, auntie, an aunt. Yeah, there are people in our lives who we have identified as our people. They're on your team. They're on your side. Yes. So those people are who we would term as support systems. Okay. Um, that is the best approach. The moment you feel like you're not feeling fine, because it's very good that we reaffirm people who are struggling with their mental health, is to reach out to your support system. Now, if, for instance, uh, you are in a space where, um, because usually people who are struggling with their mental health, they don't want to be a burden. Yeah, because or, you probably think that you're going to carry your problems and take them. Exactly. So if in that case, or if, let us say, you don't know who to trust with such a, a problem, uh, I would advise you there are so many resources that are now available. In Uganda here? Yes, in Uganda. Okay. So like I said... Uh, I started Mindful Conversations, which is at Mentally Aware UG. This is an NGO? Well, what is this? One day. So okay. for now, okay. we it's, are it's just... an organization? Yes. Okay. You say We're not registered, Mindful, okay. conversations, Mindful Conversations, but for now, we are just a forum. We create as much awareness as we can on mental health issues. How do I find you? So we are on social media. Mm. We have Twitter and Instagram, okay. which is at Mentally Aware UG. Mm. Uh, we are also, you can also reach out to me personally on my social media, Hazel underscore Murido. Um, underscore? Murido. M-U-R-I-R-O. Okay. Uh, there are other resources, for instance, the Mind Lab. It's this beautiful collective of us mental health professionals started by Liz Kakosa. Mm. She's a mental health activist and I think she's also living well with a mental illness. Oh, she has one. Yes. Okay, that's good. Um, that's a good one to talk to. Yeah? Exactly. So she has started the Mind Lab, which is just a space for us psychologists to know each other, to help each other, uh, to refer patients to each other in case we're too busy. You can reach out to them. Mm. We have Conquer UG, mm. uh, which is founded by uh, Brenda Iriyama, lovely woman. She also has a team of mental health professionals she works with. They're also on social media. Are we, as we now know everyone, okay, most people now have smartphones. Mm. Yeah. Um, there is Heart to Heart Spaces, founded by Rita Auma, mental health advocate, lawyer, and also living well with a mental illness. Mm. Love her. Uh, you can also, again, I encourage people that if you can't find these specific resources, Google is your friend. Believe me, if you enter mental health in UG, Uganda, people will come up. Again, one of the top people who will come up, Dr. Elizabeth Mosoke, my bestie. Yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, there are other mental health resources. You can also go to a clinic. Like I said, nowadays, if you pay attention, they now provide those services. If you search, you'll find it. When you walk to your health center, I bet you on the notice board, there is yeah, something there saying counseling available on Thursday, on this day, from this time to this time. And you know, time. we've always been seeing this, ever since we were young, but it would always be what who goes there. I would encourage people to go. go. And also, if we, we ask, that's the other thing. If at the health centers and the clinics, no one ever asks for the help, then people think maybe there's somewhere they are going. Mm. And for this section in our clinic is taking up space and resources for no reason, and they close it. And yet someone has to go farther than they have to to get help. So ask. If they don't have, but at least you ask. They will also bring it up to their superiors or to administration mm. in the hospital. You know what? People keep asking for counselors. We to have a counselor. We need to bring these services. Yeah. We need to normalize the conversation on mental health and mental illness. Yeah. 
and to ask and to ask and to demand. That's another thing. As you ask, also demand. Because health is a fundamental right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, finally, before we close, is there any specific information you'd like to give out to the listeners uh, in accordance to maybe PTSD as we have just discussed or general mental health? Yes. Is there any message that you'd like for the listeners to get for, for, from you, Hazel? Hazel yes. says this. So I have two things I would love to stress. Yes. I would love to stress that mental illness or feeling mentally unwell, it, 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 it's not uh, something that describes your character. It has nothing to do with your personhood or to affect who you are. It's just a sickness, much like physical sickness. It's being sick. I'd love to stress that our brains, our minds are part of our bodies and they're going to get sick one way or another. It's unavoidable. And just because the conversation is not normalized, people don't talk about it, doesn't mean it's not there. I would also love to encourage anyone who is struggling with their mental health to reach out to any mental health professional you know or have heard of. Please don't give in to society pressure that, you know, why would you see Olimulalu? Feel out of place, you know. It's perfectly normal to feel unwell. And you're not the first. And you're not the first and you're not the last. You'll be the last. Yes. Uh, Another thing I'd love to encourage people is please don't diagnose yourself. Then please don't focus too much on what's being shown on film or in the media. These people are following a certain storyline or there's something that they're trying to portray in the film. And that doesn't mean that's what's going to happen to you. Mm. Always remember that that's just a movie. Mm. <laughs> yes. The extract of the yes. entertainment. Media, you know, media does um, affect value. very much how people perceive illness, even physical illness. Because mm. for them, they're only looking to entertain. Yes, the and they're looking the extreme, to portray that story. To stay authentic of, to yes, that story. Yes, yes. But that story doesn't uh, mean that's how everything, everyone else is mm. or suffers. And I would just love to encourage people to look after not just their bodies, but their minds. There's so many ways that you can look after your mind. How? Very many ways. We can incorporate different tips. and Yes, yes. There are very many things we can incorporate in our day-to-day life that help us live healthy lives, not just physically, but mentally. Mm. So exercise is a lovely way. Yoga, Mm. uh, meditating, journaling, eating healthy. Mm. Very hard. It takes a lot of money to... To, oh, but well. no, but for us, we are fortunate we are in Uganda. Oh, Eating yeah. well, and those tomatoes for 500 and tungulu well, I don't know anymore. I, it was at one point, but I think now but, you get about four for 1,000. But those are enough for you for lunch with kachumbari. And then, but I have a family, so of, that's times. Uh, yes, anyway, but I think that yeah, yeah. Uh, there are very many things we can incorporate to, in our day-to-day life that can really, really help and benefit our mental well-being. Uh, I would encourage people to really look after themselves, even in the most tiny ways. I think it's not normalized in our culture for people to kwefako. I think if, yeah, people have this thing of and it sounds derogatory like how can you be the Ogenze Muspa? Ogenze Musauna. Me, I waste time. Yeah, I waste time in. Yes, I think we should normalize looking at ourselves. We should maybe, normalize that. Maybe, maybe you know, if you have your car, 100,000, if you're bored with Kampala Bala, if you can get a taxi, 6,000 to Jinja, Ogenda Kumazi. That's part of self-care. You know, you reset. You see how people in Jinja are living. And you come back. Yeah. Change of environment is also good. Exactly. There are very many things we can incorporate in our day-to-day life that are good for our well-being, our mental well-being. And I would encourage you to do them and to try them. Only limited by your research. Yes. I would also encourage uh, people to maybe indulge less in alcohol. We have a serious alcoholism problem in this country. But it's a good escape. Eh? But it's not good it's for you. Again, it's not bad, it a, a but friendly. it's a slippery slope. Because it starts with um, every weekend I hang out with the boys, we catch up, we talk about our work weeks, we drink, but it's a slippery slope. It could easily stop from being Friday to Sunday and it's now mm. every night. You guys have to go to the bar. You know, it reaches a point where you know what you have withdrawal symptoms every morning. Or can can I? If you don't put something there, yeah, what is coming back to its normal? When when you wake up and the alcohol is out of the body because now you're on that slippery slope of alcoholism. 
hangover is a manifestation that you took more than you could handle and that is treated and that uh, is over and done with. But there are people who get to the point where they need alcohol to function and it's, oh, when, exhibiting, it's exhibiting itself in their physical traits. They are shaking, you know. They need to take a coffee or to take another drink Something to just, spike up uh, the just to spike up the blood. And, and so we need to be careful with using alcohol as a tool to cope. It's, it's very, very... I, I personally uh, wouldn't encourage someone to do it, but I understand how how someone would feel, why someone would, do why someone would engage in alcohol as, you know, something for procreation and just to cope. Because I do it, I am a wine enthusiast. Mm. It's so intriguing to me how different wines taste completely different. Mm, nice. Like it's so intriguing for me to... I, I wouldn't tell. Yeah, I, I, it's Anything so fun. Would, 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 would exactly, I know the grapes, I know the regions. It's so interesting to me. I like to understand why are they saying this is a good year. It's because of the climate. So the soil was perfect that year and the climate was perfect that year. So, so that's why they'll say this Cabernet Sauvignon 2019 is a good year. Oh, that's why. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so those things intrigue me in a sense of learning them. But it's a slippery slope. It could stop being intriguing it's to me. And now I'm just drinking it's, for it's the sake of writing, drinking. But then you'd have to go back and find out what happened in 19. Uh, you know, people probably spent a lot of time at home and they did more gardening and yeah. the weather. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So there are so many ways. I would also encourage you to use Google. I mean, we're so good at laughing at memes on the internet. Once uh, in a while... Mostly we look for movies. Yeah, also once in a while, make a research. Make a research. Hey, why on, don't on you make a research? research. <laughs> 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 okay, Dr. Hazel, I think that's all the time we had today. Thank you for uh, taking out some of your time. and uh, yes. You came here to discuss some of these things that are mostly affecting our society and people don't know so much about the things we've said. So I hope the listeners out there pick one or two things from this conversation. I hope so, and, too. And uh, to help themselves become better people. Yeah. Okay, so thank you. Uh, we'll see you again here some other time. Yeah, invite me. Where there is wine, I'm here. Okay. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Wishing you and your loved ones good health. It numbs you. A nightmare. A horrible disease. These are just a few of the ways people have described mental illness in their lives. Whether it's you, your child, or a friend. Mental illness impacts all of us in the same ways and that's why the Mind Space podcast is committed to uncovering mental illness and the impact it has.